Hey, friends, and welcome to episode 156 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and today's episode is all about transformation. And if you're thinking, okay, Anna, that sounds great and all, but I'm honestly not up for any kind of big sweeping transformation right now. I'm just trying to get through the day and get stuff knocked off my to-do list. But the thing is, we're always in a state of transformation. It's just a part of life. Whether that transformation is in the form of a big change or a series of small changes. Small changes like habits. Since we're kicking off a new year and we're all in goal-setting, resolution, turn-over-a-new-leaf mode, you know, that fresh start feeling that comes with a new year, I knew it would be the perfect time to share a conversation I had recently with today's guest, Emily Nichols. Emily's a certified behavior change specialist, so you could say she knows her way around building habits. Let me tell you all about Emily. Emily Nichols is the host of Self Transformed, a top 2% podcast redefining self-care through simple fitness, nutrition, and mindset habit hacks for busy working moms. So in short, she helps you habit hack your health in less time, guilt-free. From her own struggles, Emily finally found the solutions to feeling empowered, confident, and how to live a healthy lifestyle that doesn't feel hard or like another thing on your to-do list through the power of habit strategy, but from the female perspective. Emily is now on a mission to redefine self-care and equip other women with these sustainable tools to help transform your life from the inside out and start putting yourself first without the guilt. Emily is also a wife, a boy mom, a certified personal trainer, an orange theory coach, a behavior change specialist, an advanced Whole30 coach, and she's a Taco Tuesday enthusiast. So today you'll hear us talk about the power of starting small when you want something to stick. She tells us three areas of habits to be mindful of. She tells us all about how to inventory and track your habits and the best way to build new habits and completely transform your life. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're folding laundry or doing stuff around the house, I know it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. But don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources that Emily will mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 156. All right, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. Hey, Emily, and welcome to It's About Time. I'm so excited to talk with you today. How are you? 
Thank you. How are you, Anna? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's always a fun morning getting uh, my three-year-old and my one-and-a-half-year-old out the door and uh, and out to camp on time, but um, always, always a joy. And now I'm so excited that I get to kick off my day by talking with you. Same, same. So I shared your official bio and told everyone about you in the intro, but I would love to hear in your own words, Emily, how do you spend your time? Hmm. I wear very many hats, but I spend most of my time being a mom. I have two boys that are 14 and 10, and we stay really busy, you know, especially in the summertime leading into the school year, running around the camps and sporting events. And we spend a lot of time outdoors. My husband and I do with the boys and the dogs. But what I do professionally is I spend a lot of time doing what we're doing today is talking to folks on my podcast, the Self-Transformed Podcast. And pretty much what I do there is help women have it hack their health in less time and without the guilt. But outside the podcast, I'm working with clients and my programs. And I'm also a coach at Orange Theory here in Indiana. Oh my goodness. How fun. I I love that. Okay, so I honestly have so many more questions. Okay, so you're based you're based in Indiana and you have two boys and like right now when we're recording this episode, you're doing a ton of stuff outside. You have a ton of activities and so you are doing kid stuff and you're a coach at Orange Theory. Tell me about that. I I actually have never done Orange Theory, but I have friends who are just huge fans of it and it looks really fun and it it seems like it's really great for people with a competitive spirit. So just tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, we always joke like once you go, you kind of drink the orange Kool-Aid and bleed orange (laughs) when you go. But pretty much it is heart rate based interval training and you spend time in, on the treadmill, a water rower, and floor exercises with dumbbells and body weight movements to get your heart rate up in that afterburn zone, like we call it. That way you're burning calories outside of class as well. So mm-hmm. it's group, a group fitness atmosphere. I help coach classes. So it's super fun. It's a way for me to connect with people um, fitness-wise and being able to watch them grow and push themselves to do hard things and watch how they are able to apply that to real life too. That is really cool. So You've got the the coaching hat for Orange Theory, but you said that you're also a coach, uh, coaching people through self-transformation. So tell me a little bit more about what you do as a coach, but not the fitness coach. Well, pretty much what I've realized with all the folks that I've worked with, especially busy working moms like myself. We know we want to take care of ourselves. We know like, oh, I need to move my body and eat well and talk nice to myself. But it's a matter of fact, right? We know know to do that, right? But it's a a matter of actually doing it and making it work in your life. So I really focus on habit strategy. I'm a behavior change specialist. It's a certification I got a couple years ago, which I like to say just means I geek out on habit strategy to help working moms in particular make the time to take care of themselves and do it guilt-free and watch how everyone else around them benefits from that. So I have programs to help them pretty much habit hack their way into, you know, movement, talking nice to themselves, fueling their bodies and finding food freedom. And for me, that means, you know, eating a big salad and enjoying a margarita if you want to. Oh, that sounds like balance. I like that. I love that. So that's pretty much what I do because just through my own transformation story. 
that's kind of what has helped me take care of myself. And like I said, it's helped, it's benefited my whole family too. And, you know, the whole, the whole brand that I run is called self transformed because we're always in a state of transformation, right? As our kids get older, as our jobs change, as different seasons of life come and go, your life gets a little busier. Maybe it's more of a season of rest. Maybe it feels a little hectic because there's a lot of change going on. Sometimes change feels uncomfortable. And my goal is to help women really embrace transformation and be open to the change and evolving, but having some tools to help them not feel so overwhelmed and chaotic. That way they're able to really lean into that transformation and you know, merely just stop like barely surviving, but actually yeah. thrive. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting that you say that you, you coach women through transitions, through transformations. Mm -hmm. And so many people that I talk with say, I hate change or I don't do well with change. But the thing is, is that our lives are constantly changing and constantly evolving. One of the things that I believe as a time management coach is that you can't set and forget, like your time management strategy is not a crockpot meal. You can't set it and forget it because your life is constantly changing and you have to be ready to adapt and do the trial and error. And so it sounds like that's a philosophy that you really agree with as well, that mm -hmm. we're constantly changing and constantly transforming. Um, but you said that you equip your clients and those that you work with, with tools. What, what, do you, what exactly do you mean by that? Yeah. So we do a lot of habit hacking, like I like to call it because it's fun. It's easy to remember for one, but number two, it's an, it's simplifying change. You know, when we start a new habit, that's opening up another tab in our head that takes brain power. And that mm -hmm. feels like, oh my gosh, if I have to think of one more thing, even if it's for myself, that feels overwhelming. I don't want to do that. So pretty much we use a lot of tools in our community. We have a habit tracker and a habit inventory. And I feel like these are two really easy tools to start with to kind of evaluate where your time is going. So if you want me to explain that, I would be happy to. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about this because I'm assuming you use a habit tracker and a habit inventory. Like you use all of things in, these things in your own life too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I'm always in a season of transformation or change or you know, going into a season where, oh, the boys are super busy in sports right now. I have to kind of reevaluate where my time is going. So what we do with the habit inventory, we sit down for a time period. So maybe your schedule is pretty consistent Monday through Friday, and you just inventory your time, like write down everything you do in a day. And it could be as simple as like, oh, I just spent 30 minutes scrolling funny dog videos on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I'm raising my hand because that's me. Well, that's um, good for the soul sometimes. Well, totally, <laughs> totally. Um, but, you know, but, or maybe you evaluate, mm, I, I feel like there was a lot of time wasted and I wasn't making the most of my time. And we keep saying, oh, I don't have enough time. But I also have them write down how they felt, how they felt when that happened, you know, and reevaluating that and make, okay, well, what, what could I, what could I take away that is maybe a time waster. What do I want to add in that is going to be something that's beneficial to me and my transformation? Mm -hmm. And then we can use something like a habit tracker to track it over time. So it could just be three areas. I wouldn't, I, we do a lot of he healthy habits. So we focus just on movement, food freedom, and mindset because any mm -hmm. more than that, it's going to be too overwhelming. So we think of, okay, what are some things I want to do movement wise? Okay. I'm going to track it throughout the week. I'm going to schedule it on my calendar. 
and then tracking it actually physically, you know, using a pen to paper and mm-hmm. checking it off every day. And we have a couple different tools that we use for our habit tracker because everyone's visually different. Some like to color it in, some want to check it off. And just to see that visually over time, like, wow, look what I did over a month's time. I was able to, you know, stick to doing some prayer or mindset work every day for five minutes. Like wow. that feels really, um, that helps you feel confident and build something like I call positivity snowball, right? Ooh. It keeps building and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and rolling and rolling and getting bigger so until it's like a big snow band, right? Because <laughs> you are just, you know, leaning into all these things and it's it influences other healthy behaviors in your life too. That's, I want a positivity snowball. That I'm sounds like, fantastic. <laughs> So you've shared that you use habit trackers and habit inventories with your clients and that it's something that you use as well, because obviously you practice what you preach, you walk the talk. Uh, What are some of the other tools that you use on a day in and day out basis to keep your family running smoothly and to keep your business running smoothly? You know, what do you have in your back pocket that really helps you do life? Yeah, for me, I use a paper planner. Um, It's actually from a company called Horatio Planning. It's called the Dream Planner. And what oh. I really like, what I really like about it is you, it checks in every quarter with you. It has um, spaces in there to check in every quarter how you're doing. But at the beginning of the year, there's space to really focus in on who do I want to be this year, not what do I want to accomplish. It's who do I want to be, and then mm-hmm. you kind of reverse engineer and think of the daily habits you want to do every day. You know, think of what kind of wife do I want to be, what kind mm-hmm. of a coach do I want to be, what kind of friend do I want to be. And thinking of then taking a step, another step left deeper, what are my fundamental needs? What do I, what do I need to do to take care of myself? And it's constantly checking in with that. You know, I do put, you know, oh, I got, you know, I have an interview with Anna today and I have another interview later today. You know, that's obviously on there as well, but there's always space for me to write, what are my fundamental needs and what am I doing every day to become who I want to be and what my 2022 goals are aren't just necessarily a to-do list, but it's who I want to be and those actions that lead me to who I want to be. So I really like that. And I use, you know, um, the fun, um, different color coded things for the podcast and for the kids and everything like that. I love it. I've never heard of this one. I'm going to have to look this up. Horatio planning, Uh the dream planner. And I, I'm especially excited about the fact that it is very identity based Mm -hmm. planning as, like you said, as opposed to achievement or accomplishment based Mm -hmm. planning, who do you want to be? So you really have to start with that vision of what you want to create instead of starting with what you're going to do. That is magic. Love yeah. that. Okay. What else? Well, I definitely, my Google calendar. I, yeah. use that, I, I mean, obviously I use that a lot for my business, but also just kind of time blocking. And I use it as a way to kind of have it hack things in my life. You know, I've been trying to be really intentional with doing like a daily devotional and I've been having a really hard time doing that this year because I thought, oh, I want to do it first thing in the morning. And first thing in the morning just hasn't been working out for me because, you know, a couple days a week I do coach at Orange Theory. So I get up super early and my brain is not <laughs> awake yet to really dig in how I would like to. So I have a, I have a reminder on my calendar Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Because that's about the time where I might like it during the school year, my kids are starting to get home from school. and I'm kind of shutting down for the day and turning into mom mode. 
Mm-hmm. I have that in my day instead of starting my day. And that's working out well for me. But I had to have an actual like reminder popping up on my calendar and having it blocked out for just 15 minutes. So I'd be super intentional to do that. So and we schedule things for the kids. We have a family Google calendar of that way. My oldest is 14, so he can have mm-hmm. access to the Google calendar on his phone as well, too, and say, okay, what do I have coming up right now with golf and church group and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's a great tool to have and having those little reminders in there to help me be more intentional. I love that you moved it to the afternoon because that's when it seemed to actually fit into the rhythm of your life. You know, I think that's so often when we think about habits and things that we want to incorporate into our lives, whether it's a devotional, a quiet time or yoga, we get caught up in the idea that we're supposed to do everything in the morning. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I need to start my day with hashtag morning routine. And it's right. (laughs) Exactly. But if you were to do every single one of those things, you would have to wake up at 4am in order to do the yoga and all of the things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's great. You kind of, you took it outside of the box and you found the time that worked best for you. You were intentional about it. You put it in your calendar. Second of all, I love that you've gotten your family and your boys involved with the family calendar. That is incredible, um, like practical teaching that's going to set him up for success when it comes to managing his calendar and his mm-hmm. schedule in the future. So kudos to you for that. That's awesome. Love oh, it. Thank you. We're trying. It's trial and error with the teenager. <laughs> oh, it's trial and error for all of us for the rest all of our of life. Same. Well, I have to ask because you said that you teach a few 5 a.m. classes at Orange Theory. How do you get out of bed in the morning to make that happen? (laughs) I really should go to bed earlier, but I've always, so when I started like my own transformation journey, as far as my health, I really had to figure out that for me, the best time of day for me to like get movement in was first thing in the morning before my kids got up or before anyone else got up for that matter, because I enjoyed the quiet time, whether it be working out on my own or running outside or going to like an orange theory class. And there's, I feel like there's beauty and being able to help those folks that come that super early. They're usually type A people. They're like, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get there. So, you know, (laughs) I have two alarms set on my phone for um, 3.50 and 3.55. Whoa! I have to be there by 4.30. And (laughs) I mean, luckily for me, I'm not the one working out. You know, I'm not working. I'm walking around coaching everybody, but I have both of my alarms labeled. Like one is like time to go change lives. And the other one's like, hey, you better get up, go change lives. Like, How fun is that? Yeah. Get up. It's time to go change lives. Get up, go up. So, you know, it makes, you know, as hard as it is sometimes getting up that early, like even the dogs look at me like, what are you doing? Um, It's a great way to be able to get going throughout the day. And like I said, I teach three classes and really on these days I come home and I'll get myself ready for the day or I'll stay and take a class myself or come home and ride my Peloton. You know, I, I, my fitness routine is very diverse. Um, And then from there I just start my day. So I have my calendar lined out and especially on Mondays, I coach at a a different studio and I coach midday and I don't take any interviews that day. I don't Mm -hmm. do anything podcast related or business coaching or anything like that. And I go and I usually go to like someplace like Hotworks and do like hot yoga after I'm done coaching because it's a big chunk of my day. So I'm really a big fan of focusing on, okay, I'm helping these folks. It's very mentally draining sometimes. Mm-hmm. coaching, So I'm very intentional with making sure I'm planning time for self-care for myself right afterwards to kind of restore myself so I can show up best for 
my kids and my clients. That is so applicable across a number of different roles and jobs and businesses. And that's an incredible example because you recognize that you're pouring yourself. You are really giving your energy when you are coaching. And in order to continue showing up as your best self, you have to replenish that. And so uh, you know, so often I talk with uh, wedding planners or photographers who have these intense mm-hmm. eight, 10 hour days that are in an event on their feet. And then the next day they think that they should just go right into, you know, mm-hmm. their normal life or mm-hmm. back to work when it really is so critical to schedule that intentional downtime after so you can refuel and recharge. And so if you're listening and you're someone who maybe you have a really big event or maybe you speak on stages or virtually or or whatever it is, if you're doing something that really takes a lot out of you, own that and and give yourself that scheduled time to recharge. Uh, mm-hmm. That's 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 great. Thanks so much for sharing that. And that's um, not been a perfect journey. And I do have to say, you know, I've been coaching there for a year, and I've coached fitness classes since 2017. And it took me, you know, when I first started coaching at Orange Theory, you know, I started as a member. And then when I started coaching, I didn't take classes for probably three months because I was like, I'm so tired. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even. And then, you know, I had to figure out, okay, well, I'm I'm missing something. So mm-hmm. it takes time. And then just recognizing and then being intentional from there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it reminds me of planting and gardening. You can't constantly be in planting mode and you can't constantly be in harvesting mode. There has to be a period of waiting and there has to be a period of rest. Like even soil has to rest or else it gets depleted of the minerals that it needs to, to grow vegetables and to grow flowers. And we all have to have seasons of rest. We can't go, go, go all the time. Exactly. Okay, y'all. So I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, In all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. 
Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you want to know how to get there to have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. So you've sort of mentioned this a few times, but your self-transformation story, your self-transformation journey, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about that. What, is, what does that mean for you? Yeah. So when I think of my own transformation journey, it kind of takes me back to 2015, um, September of 2015 to be <laughs> exact. Um, we, I was busy climbing the corporate ladder. I was planning like elaborate birthday parties for my boys, trying to like have like, you know, really amazing like meals for dinner every night. My husband was going through um, for about a year and a half a different schedule at work. He was working night shift, day shift, second shift, weekends, and his sleep really suffered because of it. Mm -hmm. And I felt very anxious and um, just very stressed out and overwhelmed all the time. And he felt the same way. And our health was really suffering because of it. It felt really tense in our house. You know, if you live with someone or you or someone that hasn't slept for a long period of time, it can really weigh on you, not just physically, but mentally. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, it's the worst. It's probably the one, the biggest pillar of health that you need more than anything. I mean, there it, is a reason why sleep deprivation is used as torture. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. But it was, it just felt so tense. And you can imagine with dogs and Two little boys, wild little boys. Yeah, you know, dad has to sleep because he works all night, and then, you know, it just it just felt tense. My husband was super fit and active, and over about a two year period, I think it was, he gained about fifty pounds, and he wasn't able to do the things he loved because it physically hurt, and oh. it affected his mental health over time. So, he had come to me and was like. Emily, I heard of something called the Whole30. My brother did it. You know, it's a 30-day elimination protocol. I want to do this. And I want to do it together. I need, I need you to help me do it to have accountability. And I was like, well, what is it? And he's like, you know, you eliminate these foods, alcohol, sugar. And I was like, I'm out. Nope. Uh, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. Because that's how I was dealing with my stress. I dealt with it in very unhealthy ways. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, we're going to do this together. We'll see how it goes. I was the queen of starting something and never finishing it, especially mm-hmm. when it came to like fitness or um, nutrition. I had a very diet mindset mentality at that time. So I was like, okay, let's try it. So we did it. We stayed the course for 30 days and I have never felt more on fire or empowered in myself because I finished something just the power of finish something. But also at the same time, I was really able to evaluate my habits and my Mm. relationship around food and think, oh, well, is that really serving me? Maybe I need to replace this unhealthy habit with this healthier habit. And we were just like, after that, it was like, well, what else can we do? Like we started doing like Spartan races together. The crazy ones where like you run and like do all these like, you know, crawling through mud and burpee. (laughs) Like we can do hard things. We can do like whatever. And over time, like that positivity snowball began again. So I became a certified fitness instructor. I started teaching like spinning classes because I started doing movement more because it felt really great for me. And then I started digging deep into listening to personal development, either books or podcasts. And our friend group even changed. Like 
everything around wow. changed just from this small little 30-day experiment we did with each other. My husband lost over 50 pounds. He's a Boston Marathon qualified, run, qualified runner now. Like he does triathlons, adventure races, like, and we're both 40 years old and in the best shape of our lives, more so mentally and mm -hmm. physically though too. But we've set a really great example for our boys too. So over time, I was like, okay, what have I, what I've pretty much done is curated like a self-care routine for myself. Like, oh my mm -hmm. gosh, my boys are getting the benefits of this. Oh, what can I do to help others? So that's when at first I, you know, became a fitness instructor. I actually became a Whole30 certified coach too. I still help folks coach, um, help folks through their Whole30 as well because it is hard. And helping folks, you know, just now habit hack, you know, like I said, I eventually became a behavior change specialist because I was kind of like, okay, I'm doing all these little habit hacks in my life, like habit stacking and like trackers and inventory. I was like, okay, what can I do to help others? Because, you know, when you have that transformation, I feel like people can mm -hmm. see it. They can feel it in you. And I was like, what can I do to help others? Because I want others to feel on fire for life and thrive because I know what it feels like to be on the other side of that. Wow. Okay. The, you know, the biggest thing that I, that I am taking away from your self-transformation story, like in addition to the fact that you, you started with a 30 day challenge and you created you know, one thing led to the next, led to the next, led to the next, you in 2015 to you now in 2022, this was not an overnight change. And I think so many people get discouraged because mm -hmm. they want an overnight change. They want to go from not taking care of themselves and not eating healthy or having habits or routines in place and they get frustrated when they don't see that overnight quick change. Mm -hmm. uh, what, you know, what advice or encouragement do you have for people who feel that way? Yeah. And you're right. It wasn't an overnight change and it hasn't been perfect. You know, like, it, you know, I've had my own transformation, but I've had to adapt as my kids have gotten older, as my jobs have changed over time. But like you said, it takes time and giving yourself grace, which I know is easier said than done. A lot mm -hmm. of times that's a habit you have to practice in itself. But there's a statistic out there where it takes, you know, 21 days to form a habit, but it takes 90 days for it to feel like a lifestyle, for Ooh. it to not feel hard anymore. It's just part of your life. Like movement is just part of my life. Like do I get bored kind of doing the same thing? Yes. So I'm like, oh, I need to change it up. Or, you know, I, you know, I don't want intense workouts right now. I want slow movement and just learning and being intuitive with yourself over time, which takes time in itself. But just give yourself a little grace. And, you know, the two biggest challenges I hear in my community, I'm sure you hear this too, is I don't have enough time. But when I do, I feel guilty when I do take mm -hmm. the time for myself. So I always say, you know, we you know, do something, get some actual hardcore data, like a habit inventory to be like, mm, well, maybe I do have more time. I'm just, I have a lot of time wasters. I need to evaluate and have some habit strategy, but also think of how you would talk to a friend, you know, a friend, you know, is like, oh, I feel so guilty taking time for myself. You would be like, girl, don't, don't feel selfish, you know, go take time for yourself and just go take a walk or even communicate with your family. You know, I've, Plenty of times I've talked to my husband and even my boys because they're old enough. I'm like, hey, 
you guys don't mind if I like go for a walk by myself for half an hour. They're like, we don't care. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're like, oh, you're much happier when you get back. So go. And I think a lot of times it's a lot of self-imposed because we're such nurturing people to start with. Mm -hmm. We want to take care of everybody. But when you kind of have like that black and white data about yourself and being like, oh, well, I wouldn't talk to my best friend this way. And I feel so much better. And they they get the best of me when I do take care of myself. You know, just give yourself a little grace, lose the guilt and just take take the time for it to feel like a lifestyle, not necessarily mm -hmm. I'm doing this thing like I'm living my life and this is part of living my life. Ooh, I'm not doing this thing. I'm living my life and this is part of living my life. That is powerful. You know, getting started can sometimes feel like the hardest part. Mm -hmm. You made the decision to jump in and do Whole30 because your husband wanted accountability. You wanted to do it together. And, you know, maybe someone listening wants to make a change. They recognize I need better habits. I want to figure out what hacking my habits is and I want to do it, but I don't know how to start. And when I have started in the past, it's been overwhelming and I've given up. Mm -hmm. How can we start a self-transformation on the right foot without getting overwhelmed? Yeah. I think it's thinking about like what area of your life do you feel like needs to be enhanced? Maybe it's like, I would really like to, you know, take more time for movement every day and have a reason behind that. Not just be like, oh, I want to wear like this, these pair of skinny jeans, or I don't know if people <laughs> can wear skinny jeans. I don't even know anymore. I <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, evaluating what area of your life you want to enhance and then thinking of it in small parts, you know, like we were talking about a morning routine. I'm sure if you were to look up like hashtag morning routine on Instagram, you see these folks doing like 20 lists of all these things. That's not that's not realistic for most of yeah, us. It's not. That's it's not realistic. Not. It's not. So thinking about, OK, well, I want to do some movement every day. I don't have the capability or or even want to go to like do group fitness. It's not my thing. I just want to like work out from home or go on walks every day. Like, okay, mm -hmm. we'll schedule that in, you know, have it, hack it into your life. So maybe, you know, every day your kids get home about 3 p.m. from the bus. Okay, 2.30 every day, I'm going to set an alarm, go for a walk for 15 minutes and be home in time for them when they get off the bus. And then maybe the next day you're like, well, maybe I could go a little bit earlier. Maybe I can do 20 minutes. And think of what you can do there. So, you know, have some type of cue to get you going and stack it onto something that's already going to be happening or something that has happened. You know, maybe your workday ends at a certain time every day. So that's when you go for that walk. Or I know when my, my kids are getting home off the bus, that's when I start my devotional. I have that done. And I usually sit on my front porch and like listen to music or watch funny dog videos before they get. <laughs> I love that. I love so that. Stacking it on things you're already doing. It's just starting off so teeny tiny and watch that positivity snowball mm -hmm. build mm -hmm. from there build so much confidence and momentum from there starting out teeny tiny you're i think you may have just answered my next question but whenever we want to live differently whenever we want to start moving and start eating healthy uh, we have all, we can have all of these ideas about things that we want to do. I want to do whole 30. I want to start working out. I want to have more positive self-talk. I want to all of these things. How, how many new habits can we realistically start at once and successfully stick to them? Yeah. 
I was talking to one of my clients the other day. Like I said, we focus on healthy habits. So we, I just focus on three areas, mindset, movement, and food freedom. Those are the three areas because like I said, that influences other healthy behaviors in your life and just helps you take care of your fundamental needs, right? If you think of your hierarchy of needs, we're trying to get to the top of that pyramid, but we actually just need to start at the bottom and take care of our fundamental needs. And then we're able to grow from there. And I was talking to one of my clients the other day and she was like, this is so less overwhelming because she goes, I I can see she goes just working a couple of weeks through one of my programs. She was like, "I I feel so much better. Like she's like, I just feel so much better. And over time, it's just going to build on top of one another. So just focus on those three areas. It could just be three things. Mm, okay. One thing. It could be two things. It could be three things. I wouldn't do more than three things, you know, from there. And doesn't have to be big. Like you said, like the whole 30 is a big deal. Like if you're going to do something like that, do that by itself. If you're like, I want to move every day. Okay, let's just do that. And then thinking about mindset. Okay, I'm going to listen to a podcast while I walk. You know, you're habit hacking, you know, double multitasking in the the most beneficial way, right? While you're movement and doing something for your brain at the same time versus tasks. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The the good kind of multitasking is going for a walk and listening to a podcast. The the unproductive kind of multitasking is trying to write an email and work on a report at the same time. That doesn't That's not fun. So yeah, yeah, I mean, no more than three things, but even if it's just one thing at a time and like and just in those areas, it will build from there. Those are just keystone habits that that will really influence other habits in your life. The more you do them and the more you mm-hmm. see the benefits of it. So the mindset pillar, the mindset piece, mm-hmm. I can picture what a food freedom habit would look like. I can picture what movement would look like. But coming up with good habits around mindset seems a little, that seems a little tough. Um, What, what exactly does that mean to create mindset habits? Because that's something that you think and not something that you do, or at least that's the way it would seem at face value. Just tell me a little bit, a bit more about the mindset piece, because it seems like it would be kind of tough to figure out how to make positive self-talk a habit, you know, yeah. like it, it's because it's something on the inside. Tell me yeah. more about that. Well, I feel like mindset is such an overused word now, like, oh, we're focused on mindset and people are like, great. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> what <okay. laughs> What does great. that mean? They're like, I can't handle <laughs> one more thing on my mind right now. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't mindset. And you know, there are habits you can create to create a positive mindset or a growth mindset. I feel like you develop a growth mindset just by the habits that you start doing to take care of yourself. Because from mm-hmm. there, you're like, mm, I, I feel really good. I'm feeling more confident. You're you're developing a growth mindset without you even realizing it. But also, you know, developing some habits around when you start feeling guilty. What do you do when you feel guilty about something, whether that would be taking care of yourself or, oh, I, you know, I bought a new skirt for myself and I feel really bad that I spent 20 bucks on this cute little new skirt for myself. And thinking about every time you have some type of negative thought that comes in, stopping and I keep actually a note, a note open in my phone. And every time I have a negative thought, I open up the note. Um, app on my phone and I write something positive instead. Oh. I type it out just because for me, it's it's visual versus just thinking about it. Like if I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I can't, you know, 
I, I, I was so bad. I ate a cupcake or something like that. Like, no, you're not. And I would type up, I'm not bad. Food is not bad. Food has no morality. I enjoyed that and the experience with it instead. And I yeah. feel like there's, there's power in typing that up and just developing a habit. So every time, you know, setting out being like, every time I do this, I will do this instead for my mindset. It's developing a habit over time. That makes so much sense. Okay. That's great. I really feel like that's something that we'll be able to walk away from this episode with. And that's so, such a tangible action to take. Have a negative thought and you reframe it. Mm-hmm. And the way that you type it out requires you to be thoughtful about it because yeah. you're, you're typing in the letters to make the words to form the thoughts and it just further ingrains that positivity that builds the positivity snowball. Yeah. It's, it's tangible. Like you said, instead of just being like, I I really shouldn't talk to myself like that, you know, like, okay, you know, whatever. It's it's like, okay, (laughs) typing it out. It's like, okay. All right, Emily, like you enjoy that cupcake girl. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm sure the cupcake was a delight. Enjoy the cupcake. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, how can we, uh, I know that you you're you're a coach. You help people every single day with hacking their habits and uh, creating their own self transformations. How can we continue to stay in touch with you and learn from you so that we can continue to flourish through our habits and self transformation? Yeah. Well, you can definitely listen to the Self-Transform podcast. I always like to say I'm giving you a lot of tools on the show to put in your transformation tool belt, but then you have to take action from there. Thus, the self-transformation. I want you to feel empowered listening to the show and taking action. At the end of every show, I always give my biggest takeaways because, you know, a lot of us are driving or doing laundry or dishes while we're listening to podcasts. And sometimes we're just half listening. So I give cliff notes at the end of each episode to allow you to, you know, take action in your own transformation. I'm always working with clients every month in my signature program, Self Transform You, where we actually take you through four weeks and it doesn't take a lot of time, like 30, 45 minutes each week where you are habit hacking your health. So one week we talk about mindset and guilt and basic habit strategy. Then we talk about food freedom and my method from there, but then we have it hack it. Like, how do you plan out your meals? How do you mm-hmm. cook your meals? What do you do during a busy season? We talk about movement and then we talk about what to do when you lose motivation or a new Ooh. season life comes into play because that will happen. And, you know, Jim Rohn always says, you know, habits take place where motivation fails you, right? Because motivation mm-hmm. will always be there for you, right? That's um, we have a membership program as well, the Habit Hacking Society. We can get you on the wait list. We'll be launching that again soon. It's just a fun membership program where every month we have a theme and we have it hack our way into living our best life. It's really focused on accountability, consistency, and grace together. Oh, I love that. That sounds like so much fun. Well, thank you for telling us about all the ways that we can keep in touch and continue to learn from you and listen to your podcast. This conversation has been so much fun and I knew it would be because anything about habits and really taking ownership of your life and your transformation, I am I am all about. And plus, you're just a delight to talk to anyway. So thank Emily- Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, And I really look forward to staying in touch. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's a delight chatting with you. So there you have it. 
Whether you start with a habit inventory or begin using a habit tracker to celebrate your wins, I hope you feel inspired to take one small step toward hacking your habits. As always, all of the details from today's episode can be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 156. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.